BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. (laughs) This is Straight Up with Stassi. Whoa. Yep. Uh, it finally happened. Yeah. Oh, Khaleesi's, just you wait. I don't think y'all are going to believe the day I had a few days ago. Um, I had to call a designated driver at 10 in the morning. Not kidding. Um, before I get into that story, before I, I, I tell you guys all about that, uh, what's up? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Straight Up with Stasi. It's been kind of a weird week. Yeah, I know that Well, I, I had a few of you guys email me and tweet me that Mercury in retrograde started again. And... I remember the first tweet that I got from somebody about that. I I pretty much fell on the floor because, well, if you remember last year or like, yeah, like a a year and a half ago uh, when I was after I, you know, my rock bottom summer, I could, you know, remember when I couldn't find an apartment because I had bad credit, I could have offered them like three million dollars or something not that I have that and like no apartment would take me just because of of my bad credit so that was fun but remember after the rock bottom summer when I finally moved into my apartment and it was during mercury and retrograde and every single freaking thing went wrong like everything I had to like buy like three different like replace a TV like three different times like the Internet wouldn't like I'd have the person comes out of the Internet like four different times set up my cable a million different times like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Yeah. Okay. so I get this tweet that Mercury and retrograde just started and I, I wanted to collapse because I just signed. Well, I put a deposit down on a two bedroom apartment the other day so I have really good timing I guess I'm doing this all over again I'm moving during mercury and retrograde 
all over again and I'm scared shitless. This is some like Silence of the Lambs, like Saw, Cloverfield horror movie shit. I'm terrified to move during Mercury and Retrograde again, so much so that I thought of maybe that this like was a sign that I shouldn't be moving. I'm like, maybe I'll just forfeit my deposit and stay where I'm at. But no, I need the space. I need to be strong. I need to be brave. Face Mercury and retrograde, you know, myself, look it in the eye and say, you're not going to fuck with me this time. Side note, though, because after I I did tweet that I, I was moving into a new apartment, I got a lot of y'all writing me uh, saying why I thought you loved your apartment yeah I do love my apartment and this was a really tough decision like a really tough decision because I I've never felt happier in in the place that I'm at and I've made it exactly what I wanted it to be I I love the layout I love the energy everything about it like the feng shui is that what you call it you know what I mean I just I wake up happy in this apartment and I go to sleep happy in this apartment and I'm really scared of fucking that up but I have zero space zero space I give away clothes shoes handbags anything that I get every week I I give things away every single week I don't have room for anything I also want to have an extra bedroom so that I can have my podcast stuff in there I can have an office you know like some like I don't know like little pull-out couch in case someone's too drunk and can't go home I mean there's uber so I guess that doesn't really matter but like if I okay if somebody's visiting me they have their own space you know all of these things I've been thinking about it's been driving me nuts you know how much I love clothes I don't even know what I have because I can't see in my closet everything is stuffed in there it's just too hard so I've been thinking about it for a really long time weighing my options and like do I look at a different apartment complex do I find like a I don't I don't know whatever and then I'm like I can't leave this apartment complex I love all my neighbors too much I I love everything about my street everything about my area but more importantly my dog watcher is my neighbor and I can't give that up that is invaluable anytime I work late or or go on vacation if my mom can't watch my dogs like my neighbor has a key to my home and can just take care of it it's the most convenient situation for for a, a pet owner if you have a dogs or animals or anything like that you know what I'm talking about it's invaluable so I decided that I would wait to see if a two-bedroom eventually opened up in my apartment complex and it did a couple months ago some people moved out a two-bedroom two-bath and they completely well the owner completely redid it so the kitchen's all nice and new and awesome and then the bathroom's all new and awesome that's something y'all should know as much as I love my apartment my kitchen and my bathroom's hood rat for realsies it's super old so like I'm ready to like not deal with that anymore so I decided okay that I'm gonna do it I need to go back to Home Depot and find that paint color (laughs) my sky blue paint color that I narcissistically call Stassi blue and I'm gonna get everything painted the same I'm gonna decorate it the same except it's just gonna be bigger 
and I'm going to have closet space and life's about to get so much better. So that is what's going on with me. Really scared about it. I think I'm moving what January 12th. Cause I'm going to be out of town going places until then. So I'm, I'm excited, anxious, uh, but yeah, Mercury in retrograde scaring the shit out of me. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, um, a really fun episode of Vanderpump Rules aired Monday. And uh, I was going to focus on that and, and have Katie on my podcast today, this week to to talk about it. But I think we might be a little too emotional and a little too worked up over it that I, I think we might word vomit a little too much. I think I need to wait a week or two before I talk about it because I've never felt more depressed. No, I, I have actually, I have felt de- more depressed than this in the past. Um, but I, I haven't felt this sad in a, in a really long time. And I was hardcore w- worried for myself and my safety and you know, maybe after I, I, I tell you guys the story about my uh, this this day that I had the other day, maybe I'll get loose enough to to address that episode a little bit. But um, yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. All, all I will say is that I, I, I really was devastated and I can't thank most of the, those of you who who messaged me and, and tweeted me emailed me I cannot thank you enough I really can't like I, I want to cry right now I, I felt so lucky to have people that I feel like I connect with through this podcast to care enough to reach out to me and it made me feel so much better like imagine just sobbing so hard that you know like you know when you sob so hard for so long like wailing like wailing that you're you're you feel like you're gonna throw up and your your head it, you get a migraine that is what happened and y'all's messages helped soothe that so much okay maybe i'll get into that in the end um but before i explain why i needed a designated driver at 10 a.m and why i am forever changed uh let's also talk about how well um I am even more excited about Sun Basket now because I'm about to have a nice kitchen. And lately, I have not, you know, I know I talk about how I'm lazy and all that stuff. And but I do like to cook. I might not be great at it, but I like it. Like when I lived with Patrick, I would cook him a cook us dinner almost every single night. And I really enjoyed it. But I had a nice kitchen. So now that I'm going to have a nice kitchen, I've decided. And especially since my rent is like doubling, I've decided that I can no longer Postmates the way that I do. I can no longer order groceries the same way that I do because I can't be waste money like that anymore. So I am going to be cooking a hell of a lot more. Who knows? Maybe I'll even get a summer body out of it since I'm not going to be ordering shit all day long. You know what I'm saying? But Sun Basket, I'm super excited to start cooking it in my new kitchen. So let me just explain to you what this is, okay? Uh, It is when you go to a website, you pick meals that you like. This website is sunbasket.com. You pick meals that you like and they change all the time. Um, and they deliver all of the ingredients, fresh, fresh ingredients to your door in an insulated box with directions and all the ingredients are, are pre-portioned. So you're not wasting anything. It's so easy. Everything tastes, uh, takes like 30 minutes to make. Seriously. It's so easy. 
but what I really like about Sun Basket is that they offer paleo, gluten-free, vegetarian options, breakfast options. A lot of other companies don't do that. I really, really love it. It's like a great way to like cook for yourself and be healthy. And now that I've like really settled into like this single life thing, I'm like, I'm ready to cook for myself. I, I hadn't cooked for myself in what? I've been single for six months. I haven't done that because I just felt like I wasn't, it was maybe depressing or something. I don't know. Cause I just used to cook for my boyfriends, but now I'm ready. I've, I think I've embraced the single life too much. Like I haven't gone on a date in like a month or two. <laughs> it feels like I've embraced it so much that it's, I, I've officially turned into Bridget Jones. Yeah. But sunbasket.com slash straight up. And you are going to get your first three meals free for free so i'm like giving we're giving no some baskets giving you a gift there's nothing to lose all you have to do is go to sunbasket.com slash straight up don't forget that and you get three free meals free so just go try it out seriously you have nothing to lose at all welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it Let's talk about wine, y'all. Let's talk about wine, baby. I don't don't know what I was trying to do with that, honestly. Uh, But yeah, let's talk about wine. I've talked about Club W for a really long time. Well, they've turned in, well, they've changed their name. They're rebranding and they are now Wink. And that's W-I-N-C. Let me tell you what Wink is. So Wink is like almost like it's a subscription based like wine club. You know what I mean? You go to wink.com and you answer a bunch of questions, not a lot, just like maybe like six about your wine palette. So like what you like, what flavors or flavors isn't the right word, like notes. What are that? I like Chardonnay that's buttery or I like the taste of this. And so then they can tailor specific wines to you and then send you them right to your door. You don't have to just get sent like random bottles that you might not like. They like they're going to just send you what they know you will like. And after you get a bottle, you can rate it and then that will just help them to tailor um, what they send you to you even more. I tell you all the time that I really like convenience and to have wine come straight to my door. It makes my life really easy. So if you go to trywink.com slash Stasi, Wink is offering you $20 off, okay? Think about that. You'll get fine wine personalized to your palate delivered right to your door. So try Wink and get $20 off. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com slash Stasi to get $20 off. It's super easy, super convenient, and you're like learning about wine as it goes, as you like go on with this because you're learning about what your preferences are. And when you rate them, then they send you what you like. It's just the best. So go get $20 off and get loosey-goosey. She's never one to hold back on any topic. This is Straight Up with Stassi. Speaking of Bridget Jones and like, settling oh wait no i told y'all this last week that i've officially turned into bridget jones yeah it's real i'm telling you this shit is real so okay (laughs) my day 
all right? Having to get a designated driver in the morning. Um, I'm going to say this. You guys have been with me since day one of my of my my weed life okay bear with me you've been there since day one you were there the second that somebody told me I should just try it to start being able to sleep better you were there once I actually started using it and decided that I was going to be stoner Stasi. You were there when I went and got my medical marijuana card. You've been there for a lot. And it's, it's been real. Becoming a podcast pothead with you has been real. Until it wasn't. Okay, so we all have our morning routines, right? I'm going to, let's just, I'm going to just, you know what? You know who I feel like right now? Ice cube. Because it was a good day until it fucking wasn't. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up that music video. All right. So back to my morning routine. So I wake up and this is what I always do. I wake up. Well, no, let's be honest. I'm sleeping and then Luda always sleeps next to me. Zoe, I try to make sleep with me, but she likes her alone time. She's more like me like that. So she normally sleeps in her little teepee. And then like at four or five in the morning, she wants to come and cuddle and sleep with me every single time. And she does this little thing where like she'll wake up and I'll hear her like a. And then I'm like, here we go. Every day, fucking clockwork. Seriously, so predictable. And I get up, and this happens every day. And I reach over for her, and she backs away. And I'm like, are we going to play this game again every day? Why are you backing away when you're asking to come up on the bed and cuddle with me? And then she does it again. So I'm like, fine. And I play back with her. Then I'm going back to sleep, and I'll pretend to lay down. Then I hear it again. It's like this. It's like with her little paws on the ground. And finally, she then lets me pick her up. She cuddles with me. Then Luda, I'll hear her like a few hours later, normally at like eight o'clock or something. I'll hear her shake her collar. And then I look over and she's stretching. That means she wants to go outside. And um, for the first year and a half, I would go out. I would take them outside if they woke me up at five in the morning, six in the morning, seven in the morning, eight in the morning. It didn't matter. I did it because obviously I'm training my dogs and I want them to be responsible and be potty trained. But now that Luda is an adult, I have trained her to hold it until her mom wants to wake up. Yeah, here. So she'll shake her little thing and shake her collar. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not happening. You're holding it. Come, come back and cuddle with me. So then I put her back to... Like I cuddle her and Zoe some more. They fall back asleep. And eventually when my alarm goes off, normally that's like nine. If I have not, no work or nothing to do, I will let myself sleep till 11 or something. YOLO. You know what I mean? And, and they will wait with me sometimes. So I woke up. Same thing. Same thing every day. Took them out. And this is like I walk back in, give them a treat make myself some iced tea every fucking morning. 
I know I'm not supposed to use Splenda. Everyone yells at me, but I like I have I have to have iced tea every morning. Like I squeeze a little lemon out of like my little lemon squeezer. I sweeten it with Splenda, put some ice in it, a straw. I get back into bed. Luda always follows me back onto bed. Zoe then wants to go do her own thing. And I start, I, fit, I, I keep going, I guess, with my routine. So I look at uh, Twitter. I look at Instagram. I check my emails, um, Snapchat, sometimes to see like if I like went out the night before and like drank a lot. I'm like, oh no, what did I post? Uh, but really, I have to look at Revolve and Shopbop, they're like new arrivals every single morning. It's like, it, I, I can't not. Like, I think actually now that I'm thinking about it, no. When I get back into bed, I check Revolve, Shop, I check Daily Mail first, Revolve, Shopbop, and then all the rest of it, and my emails and stuff like that. And eventually maybe I'll respond to text messages, but we all know I really suck at that, so no. So this day, the other day, was a little different because I didn't have my iced tea right away. You know, like normally, you know, I wake up and I'll maybe check a little, a few things, then make my iced tea, then get back into bed and like check everything else. But this day I checked everything without having any iced tea or anything like that. So I had taken my dogs out, went back to bed, checked it all, maybe put something in my shopping cart. Who knows? So I got up after that. And uh, started to get ready because I had a big day. I had a four-hour interview for Vanderpump Rules. You know, like the confessionals. Like those, like, uh, uh, is that what they're even called? I, I should know this. It's my fifth year. So a four-hour session. That shit's annoying. Then after that, I had to go straight to uh, uh, Universal Studios to do like a, a promo for Bravo for the new Summer House show. So it was going to be a very long day, but I woke up like super happy, super stoked on life, chipper as fuck. You know what I'm saying? I still haven't had my iced tea. I went and I took a shower, didn't wash my hair because just wait. So didn't wash my hair. And then I went and I started doing my makeup, all of that stuff, got ready, laid my outfits out, made sure everything was set retook my dogs out again right before I left just in case and then was like oh my god I'm like barely even awake I haven't made my iced tea so I went and I made it and so what I've been doing lately since I've become stoner Stasi, I guess not that I like I don't smoke weed during the day or anything like that it really is to go to sleep normally but one of the last times that I went to the weed store the lady there was like oh we have weed iced tea and she's like, it doesn't make you, but it doesn't make give you like a, a head high. You don't, you only put like just a little bit, you take like a, a shot of it and put it in your, your normal iced tea and it, it gives you energy. There's caffeine in it. It's not anything like, it's not like a high thing. Okay. So I've been doing that lately and it kind of just, it gives me a jolt, but at the same time relaxes me. Or maybe I just am full of shit and I, it hasn't been doing anything to me, uh, just wait. So uh, I made that pour and, and I saw that my weed tea, it was at the bottom. So like there was only like maybe like an inch of it left. But there were all of those like grainy things in it. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't think about it. So I poured it into my into my iced tea, drank it as quickly as I can. And I'm saying like I woke up happy. 
like i was like walking around like i would even dare to say i was cocky you know what i mean i'm like life is good this is gonna be such a good day i like my outfit i'm strutting around my apartment you know i was i was feeling myself like I put my fake eyelashes on and they went on perfectly. Do you know how hard it is to do that? I mess up my fake eyelashes 98% of the time. It takes me like, oh my God, so fucking long to put on fake eyelashes for filming or anything like that. And it was like, you know, I woke up and just like everything was great. Everything was so easy. My eyelashes went on in like 30 seconds. Like my skin looked good. Like everything was just like working out. So great morning. Then I'm like, okay, I made an appointment to get my hair blown out at dry bar because I normally do that before most of the time before interviews or like filming something just because I don't feel like I'm very good at my hair. And dry bar is like one of my favorite places to go. They give you like mimosas or champagne or wine or like if you want coffee or whatever. They always have like a romantic comedy playing right in front of your face. It's just it's really one of my favorite things to do. So I'm like, God, really, this day is the best. I get in my car and after like, I drink my iced tea and took my dogs out, all of that stuff, loving life, I get in my car and I'm halfway there and I'm like, oh, what did I drink last night? I was like, I still feel, am I drunk? I was like, this is, did I drink a lot last night? I'm like, no, I didn't. I just like had some wine at home. It wasn't anything. I'm like, I... I woke up totally fine. Why all of a sudden do I feel like, oh my God, like like day two drunk. You know what I mean? Like when it like seeps into the next day, like how is this all of a sudden hitting me? Because I'm telling you, this does happen to me. You know, I don't know how you get a hangover, but the way that I do most of the time is that it sneaks up on me like later on in the day. Like I don't throw up when I'm drinking at night. I'm not somebody that like, like, is falling on the floor when I like I get when I go out and I'm wasted like if I get wasted or drink too much you probably wouldn't know it unless I get over emotional that which you probably saw in Vanderpump Rules the other day cool anyway but I normally I wake up and then it hits me in like a few hours like I'm fine for the first few hours and like again I'll get cocky and I'm like ugh. I don't have a hangover. I'm great. Life is good. And then all of a sudden, three hours later, I'm like, I feel like I'm I'm puking. You know, it's that sort of situation. So I'm like, damn, like, is this what this is? No, I didn't drink. I didn't drink that much last night. There's no way I should feel like this. So as I'm driving to dry bar, I'm like, it's getting worse. Like, this is so weird. Like, this is so weird. I park my car. I get out. I walk into dry bar. I sit down in the chair for her to wash my hair and I'm just feeling like, why, why is she talking to me so much? Like, what is she asking me? What is, what's going on? Like things just felt different, you know? And then I sit down in the chair. She starts blow drying my hair and um, I all of a sudden feel like I'm going to die. Not kidding, going to actually die my body starts shaking. I mean, shaking. My head starts throbbing. I start thinking weird ass thoughts. And then I'm like, oh my God, that was the end of the weed tea. And I hadn't shaken that weed tea once any of the times that I used it. 
completely forgot to shake it. So every time that I had been putting like a shot of this weed tea into my iced tea every morning, I wasn't getting any of the weed because it was all going to the bottom of the what bottle. Are you following? So panic rushes over my whole body. My blood runs cold. My heart falls into my asshole. And I start freaking out because I realize that I have drank more than eight doses of what is recommended for this fucking weed tea. I mean, I start going crazy in my head. Everything starts freaking me out. I feel like she's pulling on my hair. I feel like she's burning my head, but I'm like feeling things differently. I'm, I'm telling you, I've never felt this sick in my life. I've, my motor skills, I felt like start going away. I, I, I didn't know what to do. And one thing I know that I learned when I went in to the marijuana doctor to get my marijuana card this summer is that they had a they had a sign in the doctor's office and it said it was a chart of how weed hits a human being. And I'm really glad I read it when I was there and it said in 30 minutes it will start to hit you but the strongest it will be is between the 2 to 3 hour period. I don't know if this was for edibles. This might have been for weed edibles, okay? Which technically, I guess, weed iced tea is. So my heart sinks even more in my asshole, probably fell out of my asshole. You know what? My heart is probably still on the floor at dry bar right now because I realize that the way that I feel in that exact moment, I haven't experienced shit yet. The worst is yet to come. Do you have any idea how that feels? I want you to think about that. You already feel like you need to be hospitalized, but you know that it's only going to get worse. But before I continue with this story, I'm going to talk about uh, this jeans company, this denim company that I discovered recently. And I talked about last week. Um, jeans are really fucking expensive. Denim is expensive. It's really hard to find a nice pair that fit that or are not like $300. I own maybe like three pairs of jeans, mainly because I don't like when like my bat back fat like sticks out of it. I don't like when things like dig into my skin. You know what I mean? Um, but dis well, okay. It's technically distilled, but it's spelled D-S-T-L-D. So I just want to clarify that. Uh, they're a new company where they have timeless luxury, luxury grade denim and the jeans start at just $75. That is a fucking steal, okay? Uh, the ones that I got from their website are like these like waxy like black ones. They're kind of like edgy because sometimes I'm trying to be edgy, whatever. It doesn't, don't laugh at me, but I love them. Um, I will say this, they run a bit small, so I got a size larger for them. Maybe I'm just delusional about my sizing, whatever, I mean, Fine. If I'm delusional about my sizing, fine. But I would, I seriously do recommend getting a size up because all my other jeans that they're this, just take my advice. Okay. Trust me. Um, they also will ship directly to you for free. That's cool. And they guarantee the fit or they will send you a new pair. No questions asked. Like seriously, 
it's like a really good situation. And the reason why they're so affordable is because they're not being sold anyplace else except for their website, which is dstld.com. Uh, so there's no middleman to mark up prices. I really recommend y'all ch- y'all checking it out. They don't only sell like pants, Jeep meaning like denim and in pants but they have like jackets and stuff like that it's really cool and i like that they're making nice clothing affordable for everybody i'm all about that so go to dstld.com slash stassi right now and you get ten dollars off your first order so that's dstld.com slash stassi ten dollars off and I mean, at least go to the website and see what you think. See if you like the styles. I mean, everything is pretty classic and nothing is is over the top or trendy or crazy. They're pieces that will last you a really long time. So go for it. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I have um, free stuff for you right now. Y'all know... I love pop culture, I love Daily Mail, I love magazines, fashion, reading about celebrity gossip, all of that stuff, but it can get really expensive every time I go to the grocery store or like the airport or something and I'm buying magazines, like magazines are like $5 a piece now, that's insane, no one got time for that, you know what I mean? That's why Texture's been one of my favorite apps and one of my favorite sponsors because it's an app that compiles Every single magazine out there. Are you following? Almost every magazine out there. So what you do is you download this app texture and you can basically tailor it to what you like. So say you're somebody like me, like the one I'll click on the mag. I will star all the magazines that I love. Like I love People Style Watch. I love Vogue. I love Elle. I love Cosmopolitan, Us Weekly, all of that. And then when I open up the app, they show me those issues. You can also, like, so say you like architecture magazines. You can only choose to look at architecture magazines. They also have, like, back issues. Like, say you missed um, a magazine two months ago or four months, whatever, however long, and you're like, oh, man, I really wanted to look at that one. You can go back and look at that, and it's all on your tablet or iPhone, whatever you have, and you just scroll through it. What's really cool also is that say you're like interested in just one topic that day, like you want to just learn a lot about one thing, say that thing is Margot Robbie, okay? Because I'm like really into her right now. You can just type in Margot Robbie and it will like go through all of the magazines and only show you articles about Margot Robbie. How amazing is that? So cool. So I'm giving you, well, they're giving you a free trial. So you have to go to texture.com slash Stassi and you get a free trial. You'll gain immediate entry to all of the top magazines and you get bonus video content, which I think is really cool. But it's just super convenient and you're going to save a shit ton of money if you're somebody like me that buys magazines all the time. So check that out. Talking pop culture, reality TV, celebrity gossip, relationships, and more. This is Straight Up with Stassi. Okay, so back to my, uh, the worst day of my life. So it's not the worst yet. I'm like 45 minutes in. I want to kill myself. The blowout ends. I walk to my car and even 45 minutes in, I'm like, I cannot operate a vehicle. I can't. There's no way in fucking hell I can drive. That would be, no, I, 
not not a question. I am so against drinking and driving. I'm so against. I I know. Um, this was on another level. I feel like the drunkest that I've ever been. I could have driven my car better than w- what I felt in that moment. So I start texting Katie and Kristen, and I'm like, "Oh, well, the night before, I had. I I think I had like." I had gotten moody with them. So I wrote them and I was like, listen, you guys might be mad at me right now, but I need you and I'm freaking the fuck out and I might die. Like, I think I'm, I think I actually might die. I've never felt this sick in my life. My body's never hurt this much in my life. My head's never hurt this much. I can barely type because I am losing motor skills. Like my hands, everything about me is shaking. It, it, not just like a little shake. I mean, full on it looks like I'm having a seizure shaking. Okay. So my, all my texts are being spelled wrong and I'm, I'm having trouble, like even like backspacing and deleting it to like respell it correctly. And I, I, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I am stranded in the parking lot at sunset Plaza by dry bar. Somebody help me. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I have to be to my, the interview space in Burbank in like, 30 minutes I can't and I can't leave my car there because they tow the sunset plaza parking lot is the worst place to park for leaving your car there like people monitor where you're going and if you were to leave your car like that shit's towed in like five minutes so I can't just like hop in an uber and then go do my job at work first of all not I don't know how I would be able to even do my job at this point so I text production and I'm like please call me they call me and I, this is me on the phone. I, Jenna, Jenna's the girl I was talking to. I need you to pay attention to me right now. Like, I need you to pay attention to every word that comes out of my mouth. Like, please pay attention to everything that's about to come out of my mouth. This is not a joke. I swear to God, I accidentally drank what was a whole bottle of weed tea, but just like in like one shot of it. And I am incapable of moving I'm incapable of listening to sound because it makes my brain hurt. I'm, I can barely look at the sunlight. I can't, I, I, I can't drive. I don't even know how to speak. I can barely type, somebody help me. So everybody starts freaking out because obviously they're worried for my safety, right? Like I literally felt like I was going to die. And I say, I texted Katie and Kristen, but they haven't responded yet. And so she from production had to, she goes, well, I will come and get you. Do you want me to come and get you? I'm like, something. I'm, I've been sitting here for a half an hour. I then, at this point, we're sitting in my car for a half an hour in silence, just staring, trying to think of what to do. And she decides to come get me, but she's it's going to be another 30 minutes. So I'm in that car now, once I get off the phone, for an hour. And the way I'm positioned is like I have like my left hand. I'm in the driver's seat. My left arm is like up against my my door. And then my right arm is like up against the passenger seat. Like I'm spread out like just so that I can stay still and just be. I couldn't listen to music. I couldn't respond to text messages. I couldn't do anything. If you felt like this before, share your story with me make me feel better about this because this was the worst thing that I have ever, I mean, I swear to God, I don't think I felt this sick ever in my life. So she eventually gets there and I had said, listen, you need to bring somebody with you so somebody can drive my car. 
She shows up. She doesn't have anyone with her. I'm like, you, you failed. You failed. What am I going to do with my car? I can't leave it here. So she goes into dry bar. And she's like, um, Stassi Schroeder, uh, my, my friend, she was just in here. Yeah. She accidentally got really high and can't drive. Can we leave her car here? So they went. So the dry bar people went and talked to the parking people who monitor it to tell them that I'm going to leave my car there and not to tow it because I accidentally got too high at 10 in the morning. So I get in Jenna's car and I'm like, I, I don't think you can talk to me right now. I can't talk to you. I can't. Please don't. I need to just be. I'm like, but I think I'm going to throw up. Like I, I think I'm going to throw up. I'm like, I don't think I can interview. Like, I don't, I don't think I can. Sp- I can't speak. How the heck am I supposed to interview? And she's like, okay, okay. Like, let's stop at Bristol. Fo- let's stop and get you something to eat. Like, you need to eat. You. This was all on an empty stomach, too, because I didn't eat breakfast. So we pull into Bristol Farms. And as she's pulling in, I feel the throw up coming up my body. I throw open the door and there's a line of people all in this parking lot waiting like behind her and coming from every direction. So the doors op- wide open. I don't I'm not with it enough to even shut the door. And I hear her screaming my name to shut the door and I just I, I'm feeling throw up come up. I look over and I'm like the flower the lady who sells flowers like and plants right there. I'm like, I can't puke in front of her. That's awful. There's a family over there. I can't puke in front of her. This is all in a matter of like four seconds that my mind that I'm this is all happening. And then I run to the other direction and there are people eating lunch. I can't throw up in front of people eating lunch. So I run farther until I reach the dumpsters. And fortunately for me, there was a giant dumpster trash can that happened to be shorter than me. So I threw up in the most disgusting dumpster. It smelled like actual human shit. I'm throwing up at Bristol Farms in the dumpster on Sunset Boulevard in the middle of West Hollywood. And if you don't know what Bristol Farms is, it's the bougiest fucking grocery store out there. Super expensive. Like only bougie people go to Bristol Farms. You know what I mean? Every time I've been there, I've like run into, I, I've seen a, a, an actor or celebrity or music or something. I, I never not see somebody that like I, I know, like know of. It's insane. So I'm vomiting and she finally parks. She comes up to me. She's like, yeah. So I talked to our executive producer <laughs> and, um, he's kind of come he's around the corner so he's going to come and I'm like no oh my god I'm gonna be in so much trouble please tell him like I didn't mean to do this this was an accident I would never just like I've been drinking this little weed tea I just didn't know that I was supposed to be shaking it the whole time like I thought I was fine like I had the best morning ever my eyelashes went on in a matter of seconds with no problem you know So I start panicking because I really don't like getting in trouble with bosses. It really like freaks my brain out. She goes in to get me. She's like, what do you want? I was like, I don't know, a a piece of bread, piece of bread and maybe some orange juice or something. I I don't know. Or spray. Whatever. I don't I don't know if I can handle eating anything. She goes in. I sit there by the dumpster by myself. All time low. She finally comes back. I can barely eat. And sure enough, my producer walks up 
And he's like, how are you? And I'm like, mm, definitely been better, yo. Please don't be mad at me. Luckily, you know, this technically is like the only excuse you can have that like people aren't going to get mad at you about if like you can't go do your job. You know, you can't like not show up to work because you're hungover. You know, you can't there 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 aren't that many excuses. Like, you know, if your car dies, so take an Uber. There there're not that many excuses you can get away with. This was the only one. So I was not in trouble. I mean, I didn't mean for it to happen. I was being responsible. I had been drinking this weed tea for weeks, so like I thought it was fine. So he sits me down and I'm like, is this a dream? I was like, am I in a dream? I'm like, everything's fucking spinning. I don't know what's what. Like, I'm in Bristol Farms throwing up in the dumpster and my executive producer's sitting next to me. Like, I'm a pain in the ass, like, talent. You know when you hear about, like, actors or talent, like, being, like, divas? I'm like, that's what I feel like right now. Like, you had to come to the dumpster at Bristol Farms to try to help me get to the interview space to do my job. Like, I feel terrible, and I feel like this is, like, straight out of a movie. Everything is straight out of a movie. That happens. I start feeling a little bit better because um, I threw up. But then I realize, oh, my God, I'm supposed to go to the Bravo offices and film that thing, or Universal Studios to film that thing for Bravo. I'm like, I can't do that. I have to read off a teleprompter. I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't. So I email them, and I'm like, hi, um... I was just wondering if this was like a thing where like it can easily be rescheduled or like is it like a production thing where like, you know, people are depending on me and they write because I, I would I was wondering if we could do this tomorrow instead. They respond. No, this is a thing where people are depending on you. So I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I can barely string a sentence together. And even though I don't feel like I'm going to throw up anymore, I still feel like I'm going to die. Uh, nothing I can do about it. I'm going to have to go. So my producer leaves. He's like, do you think you'll, you'll be okay to do this? I'm like, he's like, listen, just, he's like, we'll bring you to the interview space. You can lie on the ground. And, and if you feel up to it, you can sit in the chair and answer some interview questions. So I go to the interview space. I lie on the ground. Everyone is laughing at me. The crew is laughing at me. Honestly, I feel like everyone I'm coming into contact with this day, I'm bonding with. It's like a, I feel like I'm bonded forever with anyone that I spoke to that day. That's how weird I felt. So I'm laying down, side note, like if you ever pay attention to the back of our interviews, we have this like red fluffy rug. It's super comfortable to lay on. So I lay in it for a while. I eat a bunch of sun chips and Doritos on the ground and eventually I feel okay enough to like sit in the interview chair and answer some questions I don't really remember a whole lot of what I said in that interview session but I do remember having to explain that I was high because they were like listen if we air any of this (laughs) you're gonna look high so we should probably talk about how you're high so that it makes sense. So that happened. Then I had to be driven to the Universal Studios where I started to freak out even more. So I felt like a new rush of, of being paranoid all over again because I, you know, at least when like I go to my interview space for Vanderpump Rules, 
I've, I know everyone there. They're my family. The crew's my family. Like the pr- producers are my, fa- like I've known them for five years. So they know me. They, they know I'm responsible. They know I don't normally fuck up. And it's like dealing with your friends. So I didn't feel judged, but now I'm panicking because I don't know who I'm going to be. I don't know any of the people producing this, this summer house thing. And I know that they sent me a script and that I was going to have to read it tell out of from a teleprompter and I start full on panicking. So I'm like, please, Jenna, you, you can't just drop me off. Like you, you have to walk up with me. Like I can't do this by myself. Like I, I'm, I'm freaking the fuck out. So she walks in with me. We go to the elevator. And when I get to the elevator and let me tell you guys, this is Universal Studios offices. This is like one of the tallest buildings like ever, like right by Universal Studios. It's not just the Bravo offices. It's NBC Universal. That's like a million channels. Okay. A million channels, which means like a gazillion television shows they produced. And when I walk up to the elevator, the TV that's like the size of the wall by the elevator is a scene of me fighting drunk in that white bikini. And I'm like, this is, this is weird. This is true. This is not, no, no. I thought I I was hallucinating. Legit thought I was hallucinating. I want you to imagine being in one of the biggest office buildings, being high as fuck, higher than you've ever been in your life. You threw up at Bristol Farms. You had the worst experience, the worst day. And you're walking into the elevator and you're watching yourself on TV. Yeah. We'll never forget that. I get up there. I walk into the offices, into the production room. And I personally think I nailed it. I haven't seen it yet, but I like kind of got my shit together enough to deliver all the lines they needed me to deliver. And I filmed it and I don't think they knew that I was high. And I might even get in trouble for telling this story now that I'm thinking about it. But I did. I, I really, truly feel like I nailed it. Watch when this this promo thing comes out that I did. I'm going to I'm going to cringe, but whatever. So I leave. I get dropped off at home. I take a nap. Someone goes and gets my car for me. And that night is the Vanderpump like Christmas party. Well, I won't say Vanderpump, but meaning we all every year. It's our group of friends. We have a Christmas party. So I had to rage all over again. So do you understand what I mean by when I say that I think I'm going to start calling myself Ice Cube? It was a good day until it fucking wasn't. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to take an edible again. Like, I had everyone mass texting me. I mean, I must have had 300 missed texts that whole day because I couldn't look or open anything. I couldn't open anything. Once I finally did at the end of the day, everyone was making fun of me. Every single person was like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. I'm so sorry. But everybody goes through it. I'm like, really? Everyone goes through it. Everyone accidentally drinks a whole fucking bottle's worth of weed like and feels like they're going to die. 100% I started writing like my will. Like I was de- like I was writing down notes 
like throughout the day of like this is where I feel like these shoes should go like you know Kristen can get this coat Katie can get this purse Rachel can get everything else you know what I mean I thought I might not make it and uh yeah I think that I, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that eventually I can I can feel comfortable with taking an edible again but I really feel like it's gonna be a while you know what I'm saying Khaleesi's I thought I experienced rock bottom last year I absolutely did not <laughs> I never want to feel anything like this ever again ever again and uh then when this whole like uh banner pump episode where I was entirely hammered being belligerent and incredibly over emotional happened. I was like, oh, it always can get worse. Yep. You know, I thought it couldn't get worse than feeling like you were going to die because of uh, an overdose on weed. But turns out life can get worse. Then it can also get worse when you find out you're moving during Mercury and retrograde. So there's that. Okay, um, you know, I think I am going to talk a little bit about this Vanderpump Rules episode, but uh, before I do, I want to share something that please do not fast forward through this because it, I'm not actually, you don't have to pay for anything with what I'm about to say. There's this really cool fucking thing that's going on. Okay, you know Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, like download thing, like, you know, Prime or whatever, you have to pay for it, okay? You have to like, basically like have a subscription or a contract and pay a monthly fee if you want to like download movies or TVs. There is this new thing called Voodoo, V-U-D-U, and it's free to join. Are you listening to me? Free. So you can download like over 100,000 movies they have or like I think there's over 100,000 titles. Like seriously, there are like so many TV shows. You can even watch all five seasons of Vanderpump Rules on this for free. I'm telling you, it's a really cool situation. Watch like a Khaleesi. You know what I mean? You get the best picture and sound. You can watch up to like 4K UHD. I told somebody that and I did because I don't know what that means, but they like thought that was really cool. So I figured I would like put that in since they had a good reaction to it. Um, but seriously, all you have to do is like get the iOS or Android app. You can stream it on all of the normal places that you do, like mobile devices, smart TVs, you know, all that shit. Please look it up. V-U-D-U. It's free, you guys. I can't stress this free shit enough. Free. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Uh, to go along with also have talked about how I'm trying to get healthier since all I do is Postmate stuff and I'm single. So I need to like be healthy and have a revenge bod and all that stuff. Whatever. Um, I've talked about the Nutribullet Pro a lot because I fucking love it. Not only can you make food with it that's going to like give you all your nutrients that you need because I don't eat enough fruits and vegetables and... I should. So you get like when you make a smoothie with it for breakfast or for lunch or a snack or anything like that, you're getting everything that you need, like five to seven servings of like what you're supposed to have just like in one smoothie. That's insane. Plus, it's like the best way to get like vegetables that you like don't really like in because you can mask the nasty taste with fruit. Then I don't even know I'm eating like something gross. You know what I'm saying? But what I really like about the Nutribullet Pro is that I can make cocktails with it. 
And I will tell you, my favorite cocktail that I make is I start with the the Nutribullet Pro. It's a nutrition extractor. And I put raspberries and strawberries in it with like lime juice and a little bit of water sometimes. And then I make like a paste thing. Then I just like add tequila, more lime juice. And like I kind of like taste it out. And I make like a, a berry margarita. And it's so healthy because I'm not putting like extra sugar or anything like that. So basically, I'm getting my nutrients while I drink. Win, win fucking situation. You know what I'm saying? We're giving you, well, they're giving you 20% off your order. That's a lot. When you go to NutraBullet.com and use code Stasi at checkout, you also get a free bag of protein. And let me say, the more protein you have in like your meal, the fuller you will feel longer. Have you ever realized that? So it's like kind of like a good diet tool. So go to NutraBullet.com and use code Stasi at checkout and you get 20% off. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to talk a little bit about this stuff, uh, this Vanderpump stuff, and I'm, I'm, I, I promise I, I will eventually have Katie on because I, I really, I want to be able to talk to her about some things and and have you guys hear her out. Um, I don't know how many of you li- watch Vanderpump Rules or if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that or Facebook. I. Uh, I don't even know how to get into this. I'm deeply embarrassed by what I saw of myself on the last episode. And what I'm referring to is at that pool party when I got into an, a fight with Sheena and Ariana. Um, I've never received so much hate in my entire life. And I am somebody who, since day one of Vanderpump Rules airing, has probably received the most hate. You know, maybe Kristen got a lot too, but I know what it's like to have people not like me. And I feel like I've always handled it well for the last five years of my life. This was different. I don't know if social media has just gotten so much more intense or people, I, I don't know what it is, but to be told specific ways I need to kill myself, uh, to be to be told the most disgusting things about myself, that I am the most disgusting, vile, evil, grotesque, fat person with fat arms, a double chin, and a fat stomach, and that, that I, I gross people out and and that they're that they're ashamed to be a woman because of me. I I I had a a, a breakdown, a, a a major fucking breakdown, and I stayed up till about four in the morning sobbing. You know, the thing with reality TV is that you are seeing a story. You're not watching live footage 24 seven of anybody's life. And I feel like I've always been really good at being at, at not blaming editing and all of that stuff when it comes to the show, because I, I really hate when people blame things on that. And I'm not going to say that that's what it is. I'm 
I'm going to say there's so many things that happen off camera that make us make you feel a certain way about somebody. So I had feelings about Sheena that weren't documented. There, there were things that I experienced with her that were different off camera when we, when we weren't shooting. So I, I bottled all of this up and let it built up. And I think Katie would agree with that as well, but I don't want to speak for her, even though everybody thinks we share a brain. Um, and unfortunately that's, it's nobody's fault. It's not the editor's fault. It's not our producer's fault. It's not a, it's not Bravo's fault. It's nothing like that. They can only, you can only show what's on camera. And I just, there were things that happened off camera that you can't see. So it looks like I'm going crazy because Sheena apologized to Lala or so I, whatever. It was never about Lala. Never about Lala. There's a lot of things that can't be spoken about. And there's a lot of things that, that, that you're just never going to know because it's not caught on camera. And, he, and and I'm not saying like, oh, this happened and we weren't filming so you won't see it. It's it's over time. Conversations that you have over time, experiences that you have with someone over time, what we don't film for half of a, you know, for a long time in between seasons. And a lot of stuff happens that, that you, that shapes the way that you feel about somebody. And unfortunately, I got absolutely hammered. You know, we were all out in the sun all day and drinking tequila and beer and all of that. And when you drink in the sun, it's not really a good mix. And I was mortified watching it back, mortified. Um, And I am somebody that is over emotional already. I am an emotional person. There's that might not be the most, you know, admirable quality, but so what? I'm sensitive and I can be a little extreme maybe a lot extreme actually when I drink. Yeah, especially. And I knew that, and I I remember being so upset at the end of the day before the fight happened because I, I knew I was wasted and I had to go talk to Sheena about this. And I knew I couldn't articulate myself the way that I wanted to. And I knew, and I, and that was stressing me out so much because I'm like, I'm, I'm drunk. I can't even really say what I want to say. I can't, I can't argue appropriately right now. And that in and of itself got me even more worked up. And I just, I, I felt like when I was talking to Sheena and Ariana, like I am somebody who can't articulate anything right now because I'm hammered and now I feel emotional. And the fact that I'm, I'm angry at myself for being this drunk. Now I'm even more emotional and I just, ran and sobbed and I'm somebody that cries a lot I handle things but I handle emotions by crying all the time whether it's being happy or laughing or sad or angry I am a crier and I remember the next day when I woke up I was like oh fuck I was like dude I ran into the bathroom and threw myself on the floor and had a giant fucking emotional temper tantrum. Like you would have thought that I just found out that someone had killed my dogs. I don't know what I was crying over. It was just being worked up. Have you ever felt like you're, I was trying so hard to defend my friend, trying so hard to defend Katie, but I was drunk and couldn't put sentences together properly. And I just felt like I needed to escape. And I just let it all out by sobbing. And then I became so angry that I, I just 
I was mean and um, I'm really embarrassed by it and it's not editing or whatever because I get that they can't show you can't show what they don't have on camera and so it, that's that is how that played out and that's fine and um, I'm gonna I, I, I hope I learned a lesson like maybe I shouldn't drink that much <laughs> I don't know but there is something really wrong with social media right now because I've, I, I just, I, I can't, I know I talk about this a lot. It's a theme in my podcast. I, I just, I can't wrap my head around somebody who's that affected by a television show that they need to go online, look that person up, seek them out and write to them the most disgusting things and that I should kill myself that the world would be better off if I was dead, that everyone would be happy if I was dead. It's, it's not, it's not okay. It really, it, it, it isn't. Y'all are seeing the smallest fraction of a, of somebody's life when you're watching a, when you're watching a reality show. And, and I forget that sometimes. And I have to remind myself when I watch The Bachelor or something like that. And I find myself judging one of the people I'm like oh my god I'm seeing nothing I'm not seeing what their real life is like they're in the bachelor mansion they're traveling all around the world they're dealing with fighting over a dude like I have no idea how I would act in that situation but it it's I thought about quitting I legit thought I don't know if I'll be able to do this again because of, of all of the hate that I got and when I tweeted that I mean I I had a, I really had a, a breakdown for, uh, until four in the morning and tweeted crazy stuff. And I got even more hate because I said that I was having sui suicidal thoughts. And people said, that's not a laughing matter. You're even more vile and disgusting for making light of suicide. I'm not fucking making light of suicide. I had suicidal thoughts. I like I am a, a human being just like everybody else just like everyone else. And when you have thousands and thousands and thousands of people telling you that the world would be better off and everyone would be happier if you were dead, I want you to try and not have suicidal thoughts. I thought I was like a tough girl. I really did. I thought I was thick skinned. I'd like to still think I'm somewhat thick skinned, but this was overwhelming. And I I realized, oh my God, Katie's been getting this every single week since the show started airing this year. And I have so much sympathy and empathy for her. And I have so much empathy for anyone who's experienced any, experiencing any type of bullying. And I hate that we're being called bullies. I hate that I'm being called a bully. I'm not, I'm, I, I love having girlfriends I'm a girl's girl through and through I want to lift up my friends I want us all to be loyal I want us all to have each other's backs I want us to to say what we mean and mean what we say I want I, I want I want open communication I want to know that I can trust my friend to to stand behind me just like I would stand behind any one of my friends and it's unfortunate that it just looks like me, Katie, and Kristen are these mean girls that are just hating on people. No, <laughs> it's not. I'm not. I'm sorry, but um, I, 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 I will always defend my friends 100%. 
And if somebody thinks that's bullying or me being like Regina George, then like fuck off. And if you're one of if you listening to my podcast, if, if you are one of the people that messaged me something hurtful, get stop listening, unsubscribe, unfollow me. I don't I don't want you to listen to my podcast. You're not somebody I, I don't want your energy even seeping through my podcast to my microphone right now. I hate that so much focus has been put on this, this, on on Lala and and Sheena about this. Um, sorry, not bullying Lala. When I spend about six months off camera between seasons, listening to Lala say the worst things about one of my best friends, and then continue to call her a blob, to call her fat to say that she wants to fuck her husband, to say that she has somebody lined up for Tom Schwartz once they divorce. Um, Then on top of that, to then go in interviews and podcasts and radio shows and talk about how, you know, she's the new star of the show and we're all old has-beens and we're fucking losers who live in shitty apartments and some of us still work at Sir and like she's the new Vanderpump Rules now. Something that... All of the original cast members, all of this original this original group of friends, we put in so much work for five years. We gave our hearts, our souls. We we gave everything to this show. We exposed our lives for this show to make a good show. We gave our lives over. I sold my soul to the devil for this, I feel it. I mean, it, we did everything to make a good show. And to have somebody come in and shit on that after saying all of these things about my best friend... You bet your ass I'm not going to let her get away with dating a married man. I wasn't, we weren't going to fucking bring this up on camera. I didn't care. But when somebody goes that far during the downtime of filming, I'm not, you don't get to say all that stuff. Then come into filming, pretend that you're, you're just in a normal relationship and look like, look like a hero. Absolutely not. Girl, I will take you down. And that's what I did. And so even though it looks like we just spent 24-7 talking about Lala, well, I had a goal. We had a goal. I was not going to let her get away with hurting all of my friends. So if I have to expose her life, if we have to expose what's going on, I will. So I think I should probably just stop now. I don't want to say too much, but I, I will. I'm... I shouldn't blame anything on editing. It, that 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 is not fair. It, if when you know when I tweeted something like that, it's you know you can only show what's caught on camera, and that is that was the truth. And I acted like that, and I'm sorry. And I apologize if I offended any of you guys. I apologize if I let any of you down. Um, I'm not proud of myself, but you know. Did has no one else in the world gotten wasted, tried to defend their friend and then like sobbed on a bathroom floor after being a drunken bitch to somebody like is are you is everybody else just just totally perfect? Yeah. So, again, <laughs> thank you guys so much. Thank you so so much those of you that have messaged me you really lifted my spirits and made me feel so much better. And 
and every time I thought like, I don't know if I can do this show again. I don't know if I can do this because I'm, I'm uh, people hate me, I guess. Uh, I thought, well, you know, without Vanderpump Rules, I would never have had the opportunity to have this podcast. And I felt so rewarded by it. And that, you know, makes it all worth it. I mean, I obviously love doing the show and I, I love everybody involved in it. Not everybody. You know what I mean? Most people involved in it and I'm, I'm so proud of it. But it gets really hard when people hate you. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm leaving for New Orleans tomorrow. Happy holidays to everyone. I want everyone to be responsible. Um, don't drink and drive. You know what I'm saying? There's no excuse for that. There are all of these car companies. Um, yeah. I love y'all Khaleesi's and my Jon Snow's. Uh, bye. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever it is that you guys celebrate. Uh, let's just all like love our loved ones and be happy. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>